everybody. Welcome back to the Pine Hills of Church podcast. My name is Aaron. In the last episode, we looked at what is a Sunday gathering for Pine Hills Church as God continues to write the story of our community. And we talked about all kinds of different things that are in, in our gatherings and why we do those things and what God has invited us into by participating in those things. And one of them is in taking communion. And so each and every week we're going to be taking communion because we want to gather around the story of Jesus and what he has done for us. We want to orient our perspective and we want to, to fix our eyes on Jesus as we continuously strive to be with him, to become like him, and then to go out and to do the things that he would have us to do. And so this act of communion, this beautiful symbol that Jesus has given us is actually something that really forms and shapes our hearts, our minds, and our lives. And so we want to make this part of our regular rhythm because this is a way that Jesus has given us to remember his sacrifice. And so to reflect on this a bit more, let's go to Matthew 26, where Jesus actually talks about this starting in verse 26. He says, while they were eating, they were his closest disciples, including one who is actually someone who's going to betray Jesus. But he invites them around the table, saying they're family. He's having a meal with them. And this is the night before he's about to give his life, which is so intriguing to me that this is how he spends his time not only having a meal, but then to go to prayer, to pray, to spend time with the Father before he's arrested, put on trial, and eventually crucified because he loved so radically that it offended so many people that they were willing to take his life because of it. And so let's continue. Matthew 26, Jesus takes the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take and eat, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from its fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives where he could pray before going to be crucified. So I love that he takes these two elements and he's tying them together to what he's about to do. And there's all kinds of significance in their backstory about these particular symbols. But Jesus is also reinterpreting them in the work that he is about to do. And he's tying it to the work that he had been, he had the work he was given by God to come and do in the first place, which is to come live a life that we could not live, to show us what the kingdom of God actually looks like, to show us what it looks like to live in proper relationship with God, what it looks like to live out our purpose and meaning in this broken world. And he loved these outsiders. He invited them into the center of the family. He invited them to the table. And it offended so many people who thought that they had it all figured out, but really had nothing figured out. And so it ends up costing him his life. But he's he's taken this so that way we could have this symbol that when we gather and as often as we meet, that we can take these symbols and to reorient our heart and our perspective around his work and what he has done, but to also remember what he is doing. 
Because if we remember the grand story that God doesn't want to leave us in a state of brokenness, he actually wants to work to help renew and to bring hope and to bring redemption to the entire world. And we get invited into this story. We get to be a part of it because God's inviting us into this renewal work as well. And so remembering that as he's renewing, he's working to this, to this day when he will come again, when heaven and earth are reunited, where there is no more death or sickness or disease, where all unjust things are undone. And we get to live fully with God as he lives in the center of our community. But until that day, Jesus has given us this symbol to remember again what he has done and what he is doing, to remember that he has paid the price for our sins so that way we could be completely forgiven, we can be set free, and we could be free to live this completely new life, empowered and animated by him completely, to be caught up in everything that he is doing, to partner with him in this invitation to live as God's missional apprentices, following after him, inviting more people into the family of God. And so I love that he picks up these very ordinary things because in the midst of the ordinary, God does something beautiful. He makes these, these symbols powerful. And so when we gather each and every week, we want to make sure that we're picking up these elements, remembering again what Jesus has done for us personally, but also corporately as a, a community of people that are striving to learn what it looks like to practice the way of Jesus in each and every one of our lives, to, to learn what it looks like to live out our gifts and our vocations, to help continuously invite more and more people in. We want to make Jesus a center part of our community and part of how we do that is by taking these symbols that he has first given us to remember again, because again, habits matter, because habits shape our hearts, and the things that shape our hearts form our love. As our friend James K.A. Smith teaches in his book, You Are What You Love, and so here's what he says in that book. He says, too often we look for the spirit and the extraordinary when God has promised to be present in the ordinary. We look for God in the fresh and novel as if his grace were always an event when he has promised that his spirit faithfully attends the ordinary means of grace in the word at the table. We keep looking for God in the new as if grace were always bound up with the next best thing. But Jesus encouraged us to look for God in a simple, regular meal. And this is why we pick up the bread and the cup. It's a simple, regular meal that's animated by the presence of Jesus through the power of the Spirit. And we get to remember again everything that he has done and he is doing. And this stuff matters because as we make this a habit, as we reorient ourselves again week after week into the story of God, we can remember again everything he's done and he's doing. We can remember again our purposes in this life because so often we forget. So often we get our eyes on the wrong things. So often we go after the wrong things. And so this is a weekly habit of anchoring ourselves in the thing that matters above everything else, which is in the person and work of Jesus. And so we gather week after week after week, taking these very ordinary things and allowing God to make them extraordinary. 
we get to take these commonplace things and experiencing God in the midst of of this. Not that we don't look for God in the extraordinary stuff because God makes things so extraordinary. He does great and new things, but at the same time, God also moves in the everyday stuff of life. I think God is often moving so often that we don't even notice his movement, that he is sustaining us and giving us strength and energy. He's propelling us to keep moving forward. He's helping us to get through when we think we're not going to be able to make it through. God is always moving. He's always active. He's always living. And so we want to make sure that we're reoriented on our perspective around this truth each and every week, which is why we're going to practice this. We're going to remember again the story of God. We're going to remember how God's big story is impacting our story and how our story gets wrapped up in him as we go out the rest of that next week to live out the story that God's inviting us into. And so each and every week when we come to the table, we'll get to respond to what God has invited us into by studying the word through the scriptures to respond to the power of the Spirit and invitation by remembering again what Jesus has done for us. And so we're grateful for Jesus to give us the symbol. We're grateful that he helps us to remember again. And we pray that we never forget. And part of the way that we don't forget is we make habit these things that are ultimately shaping our hearts and shaping our life, shaping our loves. And so this is one of the things that we'll be doing in our gatherings each and every week, practicing communion. And so you might be wondering, well, well, who gets to participate in communion? Because there's some traditions that have different regulations around this. And I completely understand what that looks like. But for us, Jesus invites us all to the table. And I think the one requirement for picking up the bread and the cup is being a follower of Jesus, of keeping sacred these these symbols, because without being a follower of Jesus, these symbols don't mean much. But when we are followers of Jesus, these symbols mean everything. Because remember again, like the world looks down upon the gospel thinking it's foolish, thinking that it doesn't have power. But for those who are being saved, this stuff has incredible power. And so we're encouraged by Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 to make sure that we continue to evaluate our hearts when we come to the table, to evaluate our lives. Where are the areas that we're not fully trusting in Jesus yet? What things have we done this week where we just didn't live out the ways of God, whether we made the wrong choice or we just didn't respond to the invitations that God was giving us. And we just need to repent of that thing to help ourselves to remember in a better way, to renew our mind, to think differently about those things so that way we can then be empowered by the Spirit to live out in the right way next time, to make the right choice next time. And so we want to always pause. We don't want to rush past communion. We want to evaluate our hearts. We want to evaluate the things that the Spirit's going to bring to the surface. We want to give that to God. And then we want to experience the fullness of God's grace in that moment. And what's beautiful is we take that. Then we get to go out on mission to be as Jesus has first been to us, as Jesus has been patient with us. We can be patient with other people as Jesus has forgiven us of our many sins. We get to go out and forgive other people as Jesus has sacrificed for us. We get to go out and sacrifice our lives for the sake of others as 
God has been gracious to me in Jesus. I get to go out and be gracious to others who probably don't deserve that just as much as I didn't deserve it, but yet Jesus still gives it fully to me. And so in every area of life, as, as Jesus has first been to us, let's go be to others. And part of, of making this a habit is reorienting ourselves around the bread and the cup at the table, remembering that we're family together because of Jesus. He's the thing that unites us, even when we disagree, even when we're trying to figure it out, even when things are messy, we're united around Jesus. So we're just grateful for all that he has done and is doing. And if there's something that's bursting in your heart now, maybe you've just been continuing to think through the ways of Jesus and you've just not made that step to say, I'm, I'm fully in to the invitation by Jesus to be part of the family, to come follow after him. And remember, in order to follow, when he says, come follow, you don't have to have it all figured out. You can still have plenty of doubt and questions. When you come follow after him, as you begin to follow in relationship to him to say, God, I've done it a whole different way and it's not worked and it's not bringing me to life. I just want to let that go. And I want to pick up your ways and recognize you as God and you as Savior. I want to take this wherever it may go in relationship to you. And so I renounce my former way of life. I want to live this new life committed to you. So would you come and help me to, to move past my questions, to move past my wrestlings and my doubts? And would you help me to live completely open to what all you have for me? Help me to experience the adoption of sonhood and daughterhood so that way I can live out my proper identity and purpose and meaning in this world. And if you've prayed a prayer similar to that or just like that, I mean, you're welcomed into the family, which is so amazing. So if you've done that, I want you to go to the site, pinehillsatchurch.org, and I want you to send out an email to us just saying, I took my first steps in Christ, so that way we can follow it with you and continue to talk about what this looks like to begin to become an apprentice of Jesus. And then for everyone else, like if... You don't have to wait to the next gathering. Next time you're with other followers of Jesus at, around a dinner table, take the wine, take the juice, take the bread, and just take a moment just to reflect on the goodness of God, to invite God into that moment, to thank Him for all that He has done. And the next time you're at one of the Pine Hills Church gatherings, you will be able to take this communion as a family with us so that we can celebrate the good work that God has done and is doing and remember our goals as a community is to practice the way of jesus together for the renewal of the city you might be still thinking like what does that look like well we believe as we follow the way of jesus as we put into practice his ways we actually are renewed and become more and more like him and then we're sent out into a world to to respond to the invitation by god to be partnered with him and helping to renew our city whether that's with partnering through other nonprofits in our city that are helping to make this city a better place or if it's in personal relationship with people as you share your story tell them of what god has done in your life and invite them to come check out or invite them into the conversation about what that might look like for their life well, we remember again that God is in the work of renewing all things because we're remembering that language from Revelation chapter 21 where God is making all things new, where he's uniting fully heaven and earth into one, where he is working to undo all injustices, where he's creating a space for all things that are sad and broken to be no more. 
And so this is, this is the work that we're caught up in. This is the story that we're caught up in. This is the purpose that we want to live out. And so until that day comes, we're going to continue to gather together as a family to keep Jesus at the center, to remember again what he's done and is doing for his glory. So I just want to thank you for listening to this episode. I want to encourage you in your walk with Christ to continue to take those steps each and every day to be with him, to become like him, to do the things that he would have you to do. And part of that is just making the space each and every day to hear from him from the scriptures, to engage with him through prayer or gathered with other people to take up the bread and the cup so that we can remember again and celebrate his work in our life. I just want to thank you again for listening to this episode. Go to pinehillschurch.org if you need any more information or if you want to connect in any way with any of us pastors or leaders, we would love to continue the conversation with you. But until we see you in the next episode, have a great day. Mm-hmm.